There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeals to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. It is Thursday. It is time for the lowdown with Lorenzo Alexander joining us in studio. Zoe, I didn't even get to say hi to you yet. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. You know, like we said at Cal, man, it's a great day to be a bear, right? It's 85 degrees outside, nice, cool, throwback Thursday in the Mustang riding. You know, hey, I'm, I'm good, baby, you know. You got a Mustang? Yeah, yeah, we've talked about this. Oh, yeah. 66, okay, old school. That's right. Yeah, that's Baby right. Baby blue with a white stripe. Kind of way I'm dressed right now, but the okay. reversed, you know. <laughs> Basketball so you is. your car? Uh, today, you know, okay. once in a while, you know, old school, you just got to coordinate. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't do it. So you drive this thing, right? Oh, I drive it all the time. It's no, I love that. I'm not a collector. Oh, you no, don't let I it sit that. there and let people look. No, you got to get behind that thing. You know what I mean? That's I why he's here that. today. He Push the limits a little bit. Yeah, you know. Basketball is back. Uh, you know, that's my favorite sport. Um, so, you know, representing Kobe today in his high school. So, uh, you know, Warriors Very won, nice, Suns won. You know, it's it's, it's good. Oh, yeah, thanks sweet. for uh, Damian Lee, by the way. Yeah, that's, I know, uh, right? Seems like that could be something good for us. Yeah, uh, let's hope so. Uh did you bring a hype video like DeAndre Hopkins or no? Did you ever have one of those? A hype video? Yeah. Well, I have plenty. Okay. <laughs> well, I have one on this show, right? Just my That's vocals, true. you know? That's, true. That's what made me think of it. Yeah, it gets you ready, right? <laughs> Y'all see it. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we've been uh, looking we forward. We need a new one that says, Y'all hear it? Yep. <laughs> you have to get, we're yeah, not going to get right. Zoe to re-record it. It oh, won't yeah, be authentic. Drop yeah. it down. Uh, this game tonight, Zoe, we've been looking forward to it one way or the other if you're a Cardinals fan for a while because you knew this is the game DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. comes back so let's just start there how much with everything that and I mean everything the fact that they haven't won at home basically in a year the fact that right. Cliff Kingsbury people are calling for his job the fact that they are two and four but only a game out of the uh, first place in the division how much does tonight swing <laughs> right. things on a Thursday night of all nights uh, I mean it's significant I mean if you drop to two and five I mean the, the, in the in, and I'll say this too because I've, I've been on a three and six team and we figured it out ran off the game I ran off the season when we had Robert Griffin the third and made the playoffs but we had to win like six or seven games in a row you don't want to put yourself in that position um, because each week obviously becomes a playoff game. Yeah. Um, and so tonight I think it's, it's significant in um, obviously getting that confidence back, getting back in the W column so you can start the win streak. And I think Hop should help significantly. You know, I do another show on um, – it's called Inside the League on Chicago. Check it out if you can. Um, and I picked him as my wide receiver of the week. Because of what he's done traditionally when he comes out, right, week one, he balls out. Um, who he is as a player, uh, he's still a top five, you know, wide receiver, probably higher than that, but I haven't seen him play that yet, so I'll just say top five. And this dude, if he didn't, he already plays with a chip on his shoulder, how hard he plays. Yeah. He has one right now, right? Because he, he was fighting, the, you know, the suspension tooth and nail. He, in his mind, probably still doesn't think it was he was deserving of it for various reasons. But obviously the policy is what the policy is. And now he's about to come out and show people, hey, don't forget about me now. I've been gone. You know, he's putting out his videos, exos, working. Yeah. I mean, that's purposeful. Like, I'm staying ready. I'm not going to have to get ready. So this opening night, 
the Saints, you better have all hands on deck because I'm I'm, I'm coming at it. And obviously, we know him and, and Kyler's history, right? Mm-hmm. That's Kyler's safety net. He likes him, loves him. Defenses clear up for Kyler because Hop is out there. Yep. Um, and he still gets him the ball. And so I, I really expect um, Hop to help Kyler. But then it also, you know, when you have production, it's also going to help out Cliff, you know, as far as what he calls. Because if you got to hop out there making plays and being productive, then you kind of – the calls are great because now it's working and it's, it's leading to, to touchdowns, hopefully, at the end of drives. You know, there are some dudes, and you know this better than most, but there are some dudes that out on the field, man, they just, for whatever reason, they bring the intangible of swag. And suddenly uh, yeah. they, they give you confidence, a lot of guys that might, might be lacking some confidence in certain situations and that's one of the things I think nobody talks enough about. I didn't know this myself about DeAndre Hopkins. What a leader he truly is not only because he influences guys around him but also because he's willing to walk up on dudes and say what are you doing? Oh yeah and we've seen that right? Right. You know we saw him do that to JJ. (laughs) You know he's going to be doing it to everybody else and because he plays at a certain level uh, guys respect it and respond to it and that's what you really want, right? One, one thing to say something, but for guys to respond and you see it evidence in, 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 in when he's out there and when he's not, I think that's a true sign of a, a, a true leader that's impactful. Mm-hmm. As far as, as Hopkins stepping in and making an impact right away, you know, we have that. I think people just kind of you fall into that trap of, okay, well, he's coming back from injury. Well, no, he's not. No. Okay, well, it's Thursday Night Football. Yeah, not for him, really. I mean, no. he's, he's not worn down from playing two days ago. Right. If anything, it's going to hurt the Saints. They yeah. played a couple of days ago, right? Or, yeah, they, 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 they played, didn't have a bye, right? Sunday, yeah, yeah, they played Sunday, right? So, um, I know bye week should start, so I'm just making I know, sure. it's confusing. So, um and they're down, right? Some corners. Yeah. Uh, they don't know what this office looks like with Hop. So they have a lot more in my mind to worry about versus D Hop, who has to just show up, same offense, same quarterback, and just reinsert himself back into the fold. And he typically understands how people play him. And so for me, the advantage is Cardinals and Hopkins and Kyler in, in that regard. Especially because Marshawn Latimer, man. I love oh, Marshawn yeah. He's a shutdown physical corner. I love right. His he's going to challenge you all game. Man, Covered too, yeah. right? And that is what Dennis Allen loves to do. He loves the man schemes that are out there. Right. So, um, yeah, that one that is a big blow to the Saints right now. This it just kind of feels like to me this is a must win for the Arizona Cardinals. And and I hate yeah. saying that. You know that I do this early in yep. the season. It's ridiculous to say it. Okay, it's not like they can't turn it around from two and five, but once again, they're gonna have to rip off they six put or seven in this game too. Yeah, it, it's a must win for and for several reasons. I mean, I think even when we think about Cliff, and so now you get Hop back, right? And if it's not productive this week with a, on a short week with a team that doesn't know how you're going to use Hop down their best corner, right? And you don't have product but production in the game. So now does he decide to then hand off the play calling duties? Right? Does that become more of a pressing issue? Because he said he's willing to do it, but there's one thing is saying you're willing and then actually doing it. It's a big jump right. from that. And I had um, Sean. McDermott, his first year, he gave it up initially, but then he took it right back, right? And so I understand a little bit from a human aspect of something that he's used to doing, giving that up. It is a a, a, a hard transition versus last year where it was forced on because he couldn't do it. And yeah. He was in COVID and somebody had to step in and fill 
in for him. So it'd be interesting to see how that dynamic changes mm-hmm. if they lose. But if they win, it'll be it won't even be a thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get more into that in a little bit. When we come back, we'll switch gears over to basketball. What does beating Dallas do for the Phoenix Suns, especially the way the Suns beat Dallas? The lowdown continues with Lorenzo Alexander next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Nothing like this. Lorenzo Alexander, 15-year NFL veteran. And he is going to get sacked. Lorenzo Alexander, the former Cardinal. The Lowdown with Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. Lorenzo Alexander is here for the lowdown. It is a Thursday. It is the Wolf and Loop show. We got a shorter show today because Cardinals coverage officially begins at twelve thirty. Actually, I just snuck in. Yeah. Okay. We just built it around you. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, we're I appreciate that. Gets in here, uh, but you have to talk basketball, which I know you like to do, since you just said it's your your sport to watch. Yeah. Uh, the Suns last night they get a one hundred seven one hundred five win over Dallas, a game that didn't look good at all in the first half. They were down by seventeen, but I think it carried more weight for fans because it was the first game of the season after the way last season ended. So let's just start there, Zoe, just from an uh, an athlete's perspective. To be able, yes, it's a regular season game. It doesn't undo what happened last year. To be able to come back on a team that really just kind of ruined your summer and to do it in the first game of the next season, the Suns looked like they were pretty juiced up after that. Yeah, you are, but it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. I beat two Super Bowl teams back-to-back years. And I didn't feel any better about it that I was able to beat them during the regular, <laughs> the regular season, season, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's a cool feeling, right? Hey, we can get back, give them a little get back, but it's the first game, right? And so I think you're more juiced about, hey, what, what are we going to look like as a team, right? Because this team has had a lot of noise and distractions around it. And so being able to come out, perform well, and beat a team that, that knocked you out of the playoffs last year, knowing all the noise that you just had to endure during the offseason, I think maybe added a little bit more value to that to that win last night. Had some new pieces out there, starts building some trust and some chemistry there. New starting uh, you know, obviously man in the, in the lineup and Cam Johnson. And so all those things uh, I think added to the the joy or the excitement of beating Dallas last night outside of just, oh, we got this is a revenge game um, that we got to get back because of what they did to us last year. You know what's just amazing about it, though, was just how similar the first half of this game <laughs> actually looked like Game 7 yeah. against the Mavericks. It looked so like Game 8. It was, <laughs> yeah, I heard that was seriously, man. They were able to make the shift, though. This yeah. Time. Yeah. It was Finally. so amazing, right. man, just to see that. And then to overcome that in the second half. You know how difficult that is, man? Right. When you start poorly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so I'm talking about individually. Yeah, it's a when mental, it's a mental poorly, thing. poorly, now you've got to overcome it. Yeah, here here we go again type, type mentality. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, 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 it's you know, I, I can look at it from both sides of it, but I definitely think it's significant for you as a player, for the Suns players, to be able to do that, to make that shift, right? But again, it's not the playoffs. So what was the math thinking, right? Because it's also human and, oh, we up. It's the week one or game one. Let me just kind of relax versus playoffs. I'm about to finish you because yeah. this is a closeout game. I'm not giving you any life, right? So as good as it is for you to have that mental shift, I think you also have to take it in for what it is and put it in context 
of when it happened, the game it is, even though it's po- even though it's positive movement, right? And so I think that's what you have to do as a coach. How big of a deal is it then, in the sense, like you said, this, there's there's been a lot around this team in the off season. They, you know, some of the biggest names are obviously still here, but they're a little bit different roster wise. How yeah. big is it just to establish to yourselves that you have that sort of gear you can hit in the second half of the game? We're down by seventeen. This looks like it's over. Yeah, to do that early in the season instead of let that go two or three months where you're like, we don't know if we can come back in games. Basically. Yeah, you definitely want to be able to go through those experiences, right, and build those confidence in, in small, uh, I guess, sample size and, and then build up a, a significant one to say this is who we are, right? And so last year or last night was we can check the box that we're able to do it now, then. So now, whatever it is in basketball, you know, be able to string together, you know, five to ten games. Uh, obviously, you don't want to always be coming back, but that you're finishing who they were last year, right? Yeah. We always saw them able to finish in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And so you have to create, reestablish that, create that. And I think last night was the first uh, step in recreating who you were this season based on what you were able to do last year. So, you know, what's incredible about this game, of course, there were a lot of incredible things about it, but at the 641 mark, Kamani pulled Chris Paul and put in campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 641 mark of the fourth quarter, of course, and suddenly that was the last that we saw of Chris Paul right there. Now, that's typically what Monty does and then brings him back in with three, four minutes to go, lets mm-hmm. him, let him close out a game like that. And you know what a clutch player he is right. in crunch time. Um, your thoughts on that and the way that Chris Paul handled that? Well, obviously he was engaged coaching. It'd be interesting to see if they had a conversation. Um about it previously previously yeah. you know you talk to your guys like that especially when a guy is expects and knows what the typical routine is and then for you to like make a, a in-game adjustment i know monty said he did it but like general perspective it, you know monty might have came to him hey typically i'm gonna use you but if i see that the guys are out there and they're playing well and the trajectory is in the right direction there's going to be times this year that i'm gonna sit you on the bench right yeah. and i don't know when that is chris it's just it's a field thing but when you when when it happens happens, you, you'll know, right? I may wink at you or whatever, but you'll know this is one of those moments that it occurs because he's still engaged. He didn't like try to override him and let me get back in there and there wasn't no friction. But I think that's a good plan. If you have, you put guys back out there, you're accomplishing two things. I think you're allowing a group not to become reliant on what CP3 is able to do in fourth quarters of games and then you also allow him to rest up incrementally mm-hmm. throughout the season so when you need him to be that guy, when nobody else is able to step up, then he can be that guy because he has his legs. Because we know he has the, the skill and ability. But sometimes, you know, obviously being 37 now, later in the year, and, and he has a lot of miles on him just because of how he's played and his mindset over the course of his career, catches up. And so if you can be smart about it and take spots, and maybe you lose a couple of games in those moments. But those guys learn from it, and you save his legs. And so instead of being, you know, setting another son's record, and you're the two or three seed, okay. All right, we can still go on this thing. We got a, a fully healthy Chris Paul that's able to last the the length of the playoffs, and we have other guys that have grown in the moment that can maybe add and help us when we need them to because of the experiences that they had throughout the season. See, and I, I completely agree with all that, and I think it's in, in that way it's almost like a win 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 for the Suns last night. They were able to pull all that off. Yeah, but that's not something 
we typically see with Chris Paul. So to, to actually be able to sit him, I mean, that takes a lot from Monty Williams, but I think you kind of touched on it right there. It takes Chris Paul's got to kind of be in on it, too. Yeah, it's a conversation. And his body has been talking to, uh, to him, too, Chris. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he can't deny that. Um, because there's no way a guy does what he does and then automatically falls off, right? And if you look at his history, he typically gets hurt in the playoff. And so if you want to be something different, if you want to get over the hump, sometimes you have to do things a little bit different. And I think this is a small step back for as far as who he is and the value that he brings in order to accomplish that ultimate goal, and that's being healthy and playing at your best level in the playoffs and when guys need you you can be the point guy because that's ultimately when it matters yeah. you just need to get in obviously have a decent seed and then we can make this run when you're 100% healthy it's amazing to see DA as well DeAndre Ayton I thought he did I thought he played with a lot of force his how was so much better than what I have seen not just the what but the how um, it was so much better, and I am really, really optimistic about that. Have you ever seen a guy um, in your career, <laughs> yeah. once again, that um, the, the light went on in the shed? A guy that was so wildly talented but didn't know how to go about doing it. Um, have you ever seen a guy that has made that transition in your career in the NFL? Man, I wish you'd have asked me that before because I've often seen it go the other way where they never figure it out. But I, I know there's at least one. I feel like there's one guy in there because I feel it like, yeah, I know, but I can't call the guy's name right, right. now. Yeah, okay, just somebody yeah, wildly that, and talented. It, and it, but it, for that guy, it took him going somewhere else, and then they, if they figured it out, right? Um, and that I wish, happens a lot right, of the time. I wish I could figure out the, uh, a name off the top of my head, but it's not It's not going to come to me right yeah, now. But okay. it, it does happen, but it, it's, it's further down the road so we'll see you know i i am i am holding my opinion right now because i've been scorned in the past mm-hmm. and so i'll wait and see until One we game. yes until we put some deandre you yeah, broke my yeah, heart. Yeah. <laughs> a collection of games experience some adversity yeah. maybe some conflict happens <laughs> and you know and then how do you overcome that because it's part of it right? right in any professional sports season not that I'm wishing it but it's almost 100% every single team no matter what not you win the championship or you don't make the playoffs you you experience some type of diversity and relational conflict yes. throughout the season and the teams that are able to manage it the best and overcome it typically are the ones that are standing tall at the end of the season and so I want to see what that looks like and we've seen it with other teams right we've seen it with the Nets we've seen it with the Lakers. We've seen it Warriors. with the Clippers, the Warriors, right? There's another team. So there's, there's all these teams that experience it, but how do they overcome it, right? And the Warriors have uh, traditionally been able to overcome it, and so they're always relevant, even though there's always drama going on with them. <laughs> even with Draymond, right? <laughs> so how do you how do you respond in 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 the midst of all of that? Is is why I'm kind of holding out. Let me see, and then I'll make a judgment. Like like you like after I have a a, a great sample size. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. How close are we to somebody else taking over play calling duties if the Cardinals struggle again tonight? What would that even look like? Lorenzo's going to stick around for more lowdown next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. 
He's one of those guys. He's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeal to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. Zoe's here. It's Thursday. It's the lowdown on the Wolf and Luke show with Lorenzo Alexander. And uh, one of the things, one of the reasons, Wolf, I think you were kind of alluding to this potentially being a must win, even though you don't want to call it a must win. And I know that goes against everything you believe. I think part of the reasons it's a must win is, is you've put as a team so much stock. This is the game. You get DeAndre Hopkins back. The offense is not scoring touchdowns even, like one touchdown in some of these games. So you're getting Hopkins back. But then also... Just the noise around this team and specifically Cliff Kingsbury. I'll play this again. This is when he was on our show on Monday. We asked him if he would ever consider giving up the play calling. Definitely. Yeah, whatever it takes to win. Um, whatever it takes to score points. Um, that's, you know, anything goes in this league. And, and, and so we'll, we'll examine all avenues. Obviously, on a short week, that would be tough to, to go by. But right. we'll see how things go and um, whatever it takes to, to make us you know get better. I'm all for it. So Wolf and I have been talking about this. I know a lot of people think he's he's jobs in danger if they lose tonight. I, I just don't think the Cardinals are going to do that. But I do think if they go out there and with DeAndre Hopkins still can't get in the end zone, that we're going to hear a lot more calls for somebody else to start calling the plays, don't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and it's rightfully so. I mean, you know, it took Dan Orlowski, you know, I guess to say what we've been saying forever as far as just the building of a, 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 a picture, right? When, you, when you're painting a picture with your plays so that you're developing something which has been really lacking this, this season. Um, and at times you feel like there's a little glimpse, but then you never see it. And I'll give you a great example. It was the Philly game. They was running this, this cool play, like a counter... OT or something. They was getting yeah. some some run some some yards out of it with uh with Connor back there and I was just, ooh man, ooh, when they gonna throw the counter pass? When they gonna throw the counter pass? After they ran it like four or five times. Never saw a counter pass. Wolf's playbook for dummies. Counter OT. Down blocks on the strong side and two offensive linemen pulling one, kicking out the end man on the line of scrimmage with the other man going up on a linebacker. Happened to you, uh, I heard that one. Oh, thanks. I, I appreciate it. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to describe it. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, the extra context for people. So Tom Brady would do this to us all the time when yes. I was in Buffalo, and then he would just pull it back. Dump it to the tight end or the receiver in the slot, and it was just a a great play that played off each other. Things looked the same, but they were different, and they never got to that. And I think that's an issue. And so you have to have things that look the same but are different in order to confuse people. Because if you're gonna do this, they're gonna do the same thing. I'm about to just go. You have to you have to have something to counter off of somebody's indication. Because as a football player, if you run the play six or seven times, oh, this is the play, the same play on the eighth play. I'm playing this play. Use that against me. Yeah. Because until you do something different, I'm going to keep playing the play and keep hitting it in the head. And so the, mass- the payoff, right? As the offense, like you've done this work for this yes. play. But it's like it's like you win the lottery, you keep buying tickets, you never cash it. Correct. So just some evolution to it, some rhyme to reason, and then play. And then also, I know this is 
two games ago, but the the the, the now pass. Just use it incrementally, please. I'm just I'm tired of Wait it. Wait a minute. When you say now, you're talking the, the, wide receiver the, screen. Wide receiver screen. Uh, a quick a quick throw. I don't care what it is. Just, it, yeah. just minimalize it, please. <laughs> please make it stop. Stop something different. Something different. I, I, I and it was the Philly game, so both teams were doing it, and I was just sick and seeing the same thing over and over. And then I think we talked about this. I think one area that it has nothing to do with Cliff that can really help them is connecting on these deep passes. I was with Josh mm, Allen the year yeah. before he really broke out in 19, and his down-the-field passing rating in 19, and we went to the playoffs, but we ended up losing. It had to be somewhere in the like the 20 percentile or something something fairly low. And then the, the year I retire, and I think they get digs, and he becomes like jumps on the scene, that thing jumped up to like 60%, right? Because defenses, the one thing Cardinals sin that you never allow to happen are chunk plays, explosive plays. Every defense a coordinator charts them because they know that that's death to their defense and that the offensive is normally guaranteed at least three points, but most of the time it's going to lead to a touchdown. And I know Wolf was saying, I don't think the Cardinals have a 40 yeah, they play, don't have right? a 40-yard play. Yeah, you know, and they they've had some not. pass interferences, but that's not the same thing as you throwing a bomb and, and somebody running underneath it and then scoring a touchdown or going down to the one-yard line, right? That's a different sense of confidence and execution of the offense that leads to confidence and leads to production. And so I say all to say this, that it needs to get better, right? Obviously, Hop is going to dictate that's going to help Kyler, but yes. then it's also to help Cliff, right? Because now yes. you know what teams are going to be in, so now I can dial up things to beat this coverage and so it should look a lot better but if it doesn't that the conversation the shift needs to happen the conversation needs to have you have to do something different because it's players I, players don't even get us a, a seven week grace unless you like the quarterback as far as not playing well you don't get that the conversation should have been had are we gonna make a change hey you got to come off the bench right now we're gonna go with this other fella just saw with Devon Kennard right so bringing somebody else somebody else we want to see what they're going to do because you're not giving us what you need and that's part of it. it's understood and for that to really hold coaches need to hold themselves accountable too and do the same thing and even though it's uncomfortable if that try it. Right. Yeah. At this point, yeah, right. losing games. Yeah, what do you, what do you have to lose? Thing, right. Yeah. yeah if, you, if you don't go out tonight and your offense doesn't look different and perform well, now all of a sudden you got the mini buy right. as well to exactly. make that transition and and maybe too just for Cliff to step away and get a little perspective. Sometimes I mean, in life, stop yeah. and think about how much do you need that from time to time. We all do. Yeah, and I, and, and it's significant. It doesn't. I heard another clip say you haven't had it up top. Right, you can do. You have the power to do it yourself. And so, to your point, I know you say he's humble. I, I don't know Cliff well, yeah. But have that. Have that. You know, people talking to you. Let's just try it. Let's step away for a game. To your point, great week to do it. Longer time to get. Uh, what's the coordinator that did last year? Spencer probably, Whipple. Sp- yeah, Spencer yeah. Whipple. Get him in. Get. I mean, he probably knows what he would dial up anyway. Most coaches are. This is how I would do it this week. He probably could do it this week because he's probably been like going through his yeah. mind because that's what he does as a coach. Um, but give him a full work week to really put in his plan and then see where it goes from there. But you have to make those adjustments if you want to get to where you want to go to and just not die on it because this is what I've done all all my career.
All right, we got Zoe here. We're going to talk some defense when we come back, especially what's kind of a weird matchup against the Saints. They don't have a lot of uh, they don't have a lot of receivers that are healthy right now. The quarterback has been a carousel for them all season. They do have Alvin Kamara, and they also have Taysom Hill. So, what do the Cardinals need to do defensively to shut down Taysom Hill and company? The lowdown continues next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Fifteen-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke, a guy who epitomizes class, integrity, and is a true gentleman. The Lowdown, brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. That was interesting. I only had to turn my mic on three times for it to work. Oh, see, there you. it is, yeah. right there. Push it. What is going on? If I don't see that light, I don't know what Reset. to do. Reset. Uh, all right, so we were um, we were looking at this earlier. Ways, you know, again, if the Cardinals aren't scoring, then it doesn't matter. But let's assume they get in the end zone a couple times tonight. The ways that New Orleans can score short week on the road. I'm assuming Andy Dalton's the quarterback. They haven't even really said that officially, but they've kind of been going back and forth. I don't know. You look at their team with the injuries they have, it really feels like Chris Olave was a rookie receiver. Right. Alvin Kamara, obviously, he's the epicenter of all this. And Taysom Hill, just because he's such a wild card. So I just want to start with Taysom Hill. As a defender, how do you handle a guy like that? That's like occasionally he's a quarterback. He kind of just runs the wildcat when he's in there. You know he's yeah. probably going to run, not throw. Right. Uh, and, and again, so you have a sample size of what Taysom Hill and what the coordinator likes to do with him. And you're going to take those plays and, and, and break them down. And when he's in the game, you're going to favor it being some type of run play because they have an extra blocker a sense, right? Because he's the quarterback and that's why some teams when they have a you know a Josh Allen or a Cam Newton type they're running, they'll run power or whatever because you gain an extra person and there's normally a gap open and so that's the point of why you do it and why a lot of those guys have success because it's one less defender to defend it because you don't sense. account for the quarterback, yeah. right? So that makes sense. And so you just have to stand up and understand that they're going to have some things like that. Um, the biggest thing is just being disruptive up front, um, pushing the offensive line back, making the quarterback not be so much downhill but have to be indecisive in his run game. And so the way Vance Joseph has this defense dialed in right now, um, the way they've been playing, I, I, I like last week and some of the things they were doing on um, uh, third down with some of the games and blitzes and even first and second down run blitzes that he was calling with uh, Buda Baker was just really dialed in. So I know Vance, even though it's a short week, they do a great job typically of advanced scouting where you're, you know, last mm-hmm. week they were getting ready for this week and the way he's been progressing and playing with this defense, I don't see why it'd be anything different um, coming into this game. And so that's what I think they'll do as far as when he's in the game, think run, react to the pass um, as far as the front game. But I'll say this, though. I, I just, I, I, you know, I just love giving shout-outs to players the way they play. You know, Buda Baker, I know he doesn't get a lot of love, and, and probably this season is even dampering it. But the way he'd be flying around and throwing <laughs> his body around, I, I, just wish, <laughs> I just wish guys – they would be even better, is what I'm saying. If they just watch and say, let me embody some of that. 
they would be so much better because it's just impressive. And I, you know, you know, having played and just the respect for a guy of his size and stature yeah. to go out there and throw his body around and make plays is really impressive. I just want to see other guys gravitate to that and even play harder because he just he's playing faster than everybody. You know it's coming right now. You know the question is coming. It is the weekly update, of course, on the two inside guys. <laughs> oh. right. I just want to know it's coming, so I just, you know, I mean, a Zayvon Collins, man. Give me your update on Zayvon Collins. Um, it's it's progressing. I mean, and I and I have this every week because I watch him and I'm and I'm biased and I know I'm biased. Um, obviously I played the position. I wasn't a Hall of Famer, but I played it fairly well. And so, but I, it's just. It's just the little things. And so he's in position. He's getting to places. He's making more plays. I always like to start with that. But he could just be so much more with his size and his ability. And in and, and some of it, he floats uh, like like when I'm talking about Buddha Baker, right? A couple yeah. of times, you'll see Buddha run past him <laughs> or make him look like he's jogging. And I know he's much faster. So some of the things are controllables. And, and when I see that, because it was so ingrained, I had a coach, Bob Babbage, that would give us, I swear to God, if the ball was thrown 60 yards down the field and we didn't turn and sprint for five to 10 yards, loaf. <laughs> I'm like, you think I'm going to get down there and make a play? And then every time it'd be some type of play, it'll get broken up. It'll bounce in the air. Then he coached Erlacher. He'll show Erlacher throwback. Oh, you see what Erlacher did? He intercepted it when he ran and the ball was 40 yards down the field. So this is this is where all of these little, like, knick-knack things come from as far as effort hands because it's been ingrained in me and coached in me. Um, and so I would like him to do those things, run into the ball, be aggressive. Sometimes he's... He, he comes down. I just want to see him thump somebody and just lay him on the ground with his hands and jack their head back. Uh, he's where he needs to be. He's making more plays. He's there. We saw him get his hand on the ball last week yeah, too. Right. So it's progressing. He doesn't. It doesn't feel like he's lost. Got a couple of sacks. Yeah, too. The sack, they that, line him up on the outside. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't really like it. On the outside, the one sack he got was he did a great job of selling the game, and they ran an ET and he looped around. Yeah, he did have one solid play where he set the edge; it was soft the way he did it, but he set it. <laughs> and I'm just being honest. That's what I'm saying. I'm a stickler, this man. This is no disrespect. I'm just a stickler about how outside. But I like him better off the ball. I don't think he's yeah. the best on the ball linebacker right now. I don't think he's grown just, to be able to do that yet. I, I just don't want... I mean, I'm, I'm... This is just me right now, man. I mean, you know, Vance yeah, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. love Vance. He's doing yep. a great job yep. and everything, but it's just like... <sighs> Let him just sit there off the ball. Let him just, you know what yeah, I mean? Off the ball. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. move him around. Right. And some just of it, the team him. makes him get on the line. Because I know they have a couple of motions. And then because of the motion, he had to go stand on the line. And then sometimes he lines up there. When it's a motion, it's nothing the defensive coordinator can do. Yeah. But I, and, and I know why the they do it. You're in. Right, whatever coverage it yes. is, it probably goes from an overfront to an underfront. Now he has to walk onto the line of scrimmage right. for whatever reason that may be. I don't know their defense inside out, but you can't control those. But I would never line him up on the outside. Setting it. I just, I, I think I want him to be great at one spot first before we start utilizing his size and ability at another spot. Just because of his evolution, right? His evolution has said he can handle all these things. He's not great at all these things from different perspectives. And as little as a change that may be from off the ball to on the ball backer, it is significant. What you're looking at, your eyes, your perspectives, your reads, how you're supposed to come down. And is you just, know this via experience. Because I've done it. Yes. You know, I've played D-tackle. 
tackle. I've played outside backer. I've played off the ball backer. Tackle. I still can't. Really is the bridge. The bridge between the defenses too. And they're all different. And so I just want when you have a guy that has 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 hasn't progressed as fast as you want to. He's progressing. Let him learn in that spot every and and do it as much as possible. Sometimes I remember like Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley when they would motion and technically they would switch so guys were still playing the same position essentially and not bumping it and now you become the wheel and I'm the mic. Just to allow those guys to be great at what they do. They only have to worry about the responsibility of the mic or the wheel that week. And obviously both of those guys, I mean, are all pros. Yeah. Right? And they still allow those guys to utilize utilize their things. And now maybe this defense doesn't have uh, a guy that are that are interchangeable and they can understand it and do it on the on the the, the the fly like that. And so that's maybe that's why he's still doing it. But I would really love him just to be off the ball all the time and coming down, being physical with his hands, and then at the end of it, fly to the ball and knock something out when he's doing it. What's the biggest thing you've seen this defense do since, you know, week one, set week one aside for a second? They're basically giving up like 19 points and change per game. And now we're talking about five weeks of doing that. Is there one thing that stands out? You're like, okay, they're all all on the same page. They're all healthy, whatever it is. Um, I, you know, I just like Vance's. I mean, I think you have incremental growth with some of the young players, right? Isaiah starting to, has been playing better. Uh, Zavin has been playing better. Um, uh, uh, Zach Allen Zach in the, in the middle has been killing. I mean, even uh, uh, the interior guys have been really good. And Mama JJ getting his hands on ball sacks, right? Uh, being disruptive. And then Vance, his ability to dial up things and just have a great feel of the game, whether it's third down blitzes and taking advantage of their uh, protections or having a good sense of, uh, of of first and second down blitzes when when to add a guy, he's had a good feel of that on top of guys standing up and making plays, creating some turnovers, getting their hands on some balls, um, which I think has been really significant. Um, and then, you know, playing some teams that, you know, aren't, Scoring, I, it's not the Buffalo Bills that's, that's walking out there too. It's helped too. That's fair. Although Philly, they did they did slow Philly down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got just a couple of seconds here, so I'm going to ask you, man, what do you expect to see tonight, bro? I expect <laughs> I expect the Cardinals to win. I'm I'm excited for this game. Okay. Um, right. I, I really like Hop back. I, I have so much respect for him and what what he's been able to do yep. in his career, and Kyler. Kyler's connection or comfort, whatever confidence, whatever you want to call it, is there. And so he's going to put the ball up, and Hop is great enough to go get it. Um, he's also going to dictate, and so I think that's going to allow them to understand what they're in and how to attack the team based on how teams typically attack Hop. Um, and then this defense has been standing up, and then with the Saints and, and their injuries, as you mentioned, uh, having like that dual quarterback system thing kind of going on between Andy Dalton, who's not a world beater by himself, and then obviously Taysom Hill can make some, he's an X-Factor, can make some splash plays, but I think the defense is going to be able to handle and absorb whatever they throw at him that may look a little different that they haven't seen from from a Taysom Hill standpoint. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Cardinals. You know, it's going to be a low-scoring one, I think, but I'm going to still go Cardinals. All right, I'll take it. I'll t- I don't even care what it looks like. I don't yeah, care if they yeah, win the game 3-2. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to be that bad. No, but I'm just saying, <laughs> the extreme. I, actually, I would like to see the three score. Yeah. I'd like to hit a field goal. Zoe, thanks a lot, man. Great Thank stuff. You, Zoe. All right, all the time. That's Lorenzo Alexander joining us as he does every Thursday for the lowdown right here. Coming up next, we're going to take you to the top sports stories of the day. There's a lot today. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.